Hey, what's up, everyone? This is On Cue with your host, Kwane. Y'all, we are back with another episode ready every Wednesday at 12.04 p.m. to talk about topics that may have been addressed on the surface, but not in enough detail. These topics include, but will not be limited to, finances, parenthood, spirituality versus religion, and even education. If you are new here, I welcome you. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to me today. If you are returning, I thank you for returning. Be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast, either on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music, or Google Podcasts, so you'll be notified when another episode drops. So let's get right into it. So last week, just to recap, y'all, we talked about anxiety, my personal experiences with it, how it affected me, and how I'm currently dealing with it. Um, If you haven't already, be sure to check out the previous episode titled The Anxiety of It All. Um, Towards the end of that episode, I did kind of get into how my faith was questioned, how it wavered um, because of the anxiety that I dealt with back in 2020. So today in this episode titled This Little Light of Mine, we're going to talk about how my relationship with God has developed from a child up to this very point. Okay, so I grew up starting off in a Methodist church. Um, It was our family church, my mom's side of the family. Um, That's where our family um, went to church at. It's in our hometown And um, when it came to that, I only remember going to Sunday school, doing the little projects and whatever that, you know, they would have in Sunday school and then being in our kids choir and our choir director was um, my cousin. Um, That's pretty much all I remember regarding, you know, being in a Methodist church um I don't recall the sermons I don't remember who was the preacher or anything like that but I do know that our I do remember that our church choir was fire like our little kids choir we were you know it was fire so my mom ended up joining a non-denominational church um called Church on the Rock um with Pastor Beverly Scott y'all can google her if you want um And I would have to say that's where my foundation uh, came from. I was very much involved in the church as a child. I was a praise dancer. I was in the junior choir. Um, Once a month, we would have to do praise and worship as kids, which I hated. I could not stand it. I didn't like nothing about it. I felt stupid standing up there. But, you know whatever um my mom she was very active in the church she started off being an usher then she ended up being a missionary and even the pastor's aide so my pastor was a deliverance preacher so um she focused more on spiritual warfare deliverance um that kind of thing she definitely did bring the word you know um she was kind of well no kind of in it she was very straightforward very raw um she wasn't your typical um preacher and I just remember 
people just shouting. I remember people um, just throwing their cigarettes at the altar, throwing up their cassettes. You know, we had tapes back in the day. Um, throwing their tapes at the altar, just getting saved and just laying that lifestyle down and just really accepting God into their lives. I even remember some um, demonic manifestations where, you know, a manifestation would happen where, um, you know, a spirit would rise up and they would have to cast it out. Um, during that time as a children, whenever that would happen, the children was excused. We would be off in another area of the church. Um, I just remember hearing the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. They had us saying the blood of Jesus, honey, the blood of Jesus. I just heard of that. They was just pleading the blood, pleading the blood, pleading the blood. And, um, I definitely remember that. Um, I definitely, as a child, my heart was very open to the things of God and God. I literally, as a child, took what was preached and applied it to my life. Like I was definitely a church kid. Um, just to give like examples of what I mean by that. Like, I think my pastor said something along the lines one Sunday, like, you know, sometimes you know, you got to walk in faith, kind of paraphrasing. She was like, you might be in a grocery store and you might not have enough money. But if you, you know, give God a praise in faith, you'll have enough. So, folks, <laughs> now, mind you, I know I was at least in elementary school. I ain't going to say kindergarten because that's stretching it. I'll say like third or fourth grade. So my mom went to Acme one time. Um, it's a supermarket. We have an Acme or Super Fresh over in the East Coast. And she was picking out some chicken or some type of meat. My mom's old school. She was smelling meat before she put it in her cart. You got to, I guess, make sure that it's right. So I heard her say something about the price. I don't remember if she said she didn't know if she had enough. I don't know what she said, but I just remember it was something regarding the price. Y'all, next thing I knew, I started busting out in a shout. Just right in public i mean getting it though really meaning it like i just broke out in a praise because i'm like we gonna have enough so mind you people's walking by and my mom's like quantity quantity would you stop would you stop honey i kept right on going and i meant that thing i meant that thing and when we got to the gas register everything was fine now that's not to say that she said that you know, she didn't have enough. I don't remember that part. All I knew was what I heard in church one time. And I was in kind of a similar situation. She didn't necessarily say she didn't have enough, but I just heard her going over prices. So girl, I just broke out in an automatic praise and it, it, it embarrassed my mama. Like I remember her telling me that she would go to my pastor's like, would you please tell Kwane to stop breaking out in these shouts in public? I can't have that. And my pastor was like, no, no, I will not tell Kwane that. So I was really <laughs> into it. And, you know, I remember going to um, what was called spook walk and, the spook walk where I'm from, it was kind of like a walk through haunted house type of thing. You would walk through, you know, the woods, I guess, and different things would jump out at you. They had their mask on, you know, the scary people doing uh, 
Halloween. Let me tell y'all something. Something tried to come out after me. I was pleading the blood of Jesus. I was like, y'all ain't going to do nothing to me. I'm covered. I plead the blood against you. You ain't got no power. Jesus got me. You can't do nothing to me. Bo, mind you, these are costumes, but I was that in it. And I really believed it that I was laying out the people. I embarrassed my siblings by doing that. But the point I'm saying, like, I was like really into it. My heart was so open to receive the word of God and to apply it bold as a child I would say things I was kind of a bold child you know and um I would just I would just give him the praise just the automatic um I felt like over the years growing into teenage years I felt like that I kind of backed away from that boldness because I felt like it was embarrassing to people. So I felt dumb doing it. Um, so it kind of like put me in a shell, like made me like really aware of like, mm, you might want to chill. So moving on to my teenage years, you know, I'm still in the church. I was a faithful member. I just would go and, you know, do what I'm supposed to do and then go home. I didn't necessarily take what was preached and applied it like that part kind of died down I never really I mean I got taught in church so I knew things I knew you know the do's and the don'ts and what certain scripture says you know I could spit out a you know I could spit out a, a scripture quick um but you know it kind of didn't mean anything if I can be honest and then you know you're a teenager so you're in high school and you know I started you know wanting to blend in you know not wanting to be so awkward and different but wanting to be cool you know I mean I wanted people to like me that was a thing even though I came across as kind of mean but I did want it to be accepted you know I didn't want to be a weirdo so you know in the midst of me wanting to blend in I started to enjoy you know going to different dances and partying and you know listening to certain music like I love the Yang Yang Twins, Lil John, Neo, Trey Songs. like I don't even remember what else was out I want to say Gucci anyway I enjoyed those dances and working my little self and getting it in I was doing a little drinking and smoking a little bit of weed but I didn't go too forward. It was very occasional. I felt like that I was a lively person, so I can just get down without that stuff. But if I'm around people that, you know, they're passing the drinks or whatever, I'm going to get, I will take some. Um, So, you know, that's kind of like where I was teenage wise. Um, Towards the end of my teenage years and my early 20s, um, I caught my I found myself kind of going back and forth. I found myself um enjoying the lifestyle I was living like just not really taking it seriously to me like something I felt like something was pulling me like sis this is not what you're supposed to be doing. This ain't you this ain't you that's not where you belong I felt that kind of tug so I was going back and forth and I do remember I graduated in 2008 
my friends had went to school in fall of 2008. I had to wait till 2009 because my grades was not up to par. And during that time where my friends were gone, I actually tried. I called myself really trying to open up my heart and, you know, read different things, really be um, intentional when I went to church, intentional in Sunday school, intentional, really trying to receive and really apply. But I was still kind of going back and forth. So when spring 2009 came, I went to college. Now, mind you, I held off. I tried to, you know, stand, you know, as much as I could. But then, you know, I kind of was still in between. Like I kind of left off God once again to, you know, you know, party, be social. Um, but still at that time, it was something that wouldn't let me go full fledged. Like I just, I just felt like it was just something that it it just restrained me kind of like, you know, I did certain things. I didn't wild out, but it wouldn't let me go full fledged. So I end up um, becoming celibate like around, I would have to say 2010. So 2010 to like 2004, no, 15, I was celibate. So that was five years. So then I had gotten a boyfriend and, you know, you can't, you know, things happen. And I broke that celibacy and um, I did it to keep him. This is what he wanted. That's what I'm gonna give. Like, it wasn't like he pressured me. He didn't pressure me at all. Um, it definitely wasn't his fault. I definitely take responsibility because I opened my legs. You feel what I'm saying? We can't, you know, we can't just blame the devil for everything. We do, we do stuff too. Like, so, you know, I engaged in sexual behavior and we were kind of back and forth. We had dated, broke it up, but was still fooling around or whatnot. So then, um, December of 2017, I remember going up for prayer and, um, the minister, she was praying for me, but before she said her prayer, she said that the Lord told her to tell me that he made a mark inside of me and that I belong to him and either I cut it off or he's going to cut it off. So I knew what he meant. Like, I'm not going to play dumb, but I wasn't ready to cut that person off. I, you know, we went back and forth and, you know, whatever, whatever, but I wasn't ready. I didn't want to be alone. Like I wanted him and I, I cared about him. I loved him. I wasn't ready to let it go. Well, April of 2018, he ended up cutting me off. And I was so like broken, you know, I played it off when it happened, you know, that avoidment attachment. Now, you know, you try to play it off. You appear to not have emotions. I try to play it off, but I was devastated on the inside. I felt like that my heart was made of glass and he just took like a little hammer and just bing and it just shattered. Like I was just a broke up mess and it really took God to really bring me back up like 
I was just in a way I was like I compromised myself because I loved you and I didn't tell him none of this but I just had so many emotions and looking back at that God had already told me December like three or four months prior that either I cut it off or he was going to cut it and cuz end up cutting me off and I believe that it had to happen and I'm actually grateful that it did happen because growth came maturity came I got to know myself in ways that I probably wouldn't even know myself if that had never happened so I'm actually grateful for that way of escape that God will provide for you so from that point on I call myself trying more but not necessarily giving a hundred percent so um COVID comes 2020 it's just gonna speed it up mind you I've been single and I haven't you know been with anybody since 2015 whatever um I forget the exact year but anyway I haven't been with nobody in the last couple of years but anyway COVID hits so 2020 you know the time I thought that I um you know, I thought my faith was where it is. I always thought that could nobody persuade me that God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit wasn't real. Um, I definitely stood on that. I believe that God sent his son, Jesus, to come and die for my sins. And on the third day, he arose with all power in his hands. And for that reason, I asked him to become the head of my life. OK, I believe that I felt the spirit. So I knew it was real. It's nothing. Nobody can tell me nothing. You might as well. Take your little booklet and go hit on because it's nothing nobody can tell me. Right. But y'all with COVID hit and then the anxiety hit. My faith was tested. I forgot about what I believed at the time. I was just so tormented in my mind with the fears and being scared to go to sleep at night y'all just staying up all night into the day just scared that I'ma just die in my sleep and just being scared that I'ma I'ma die like in the car at work just being scared of just everything just thinking of a bunch of just scary things and not being a hundred percent persuaded of what's going to happen when I die like am I really going to go to heaven like you know and then the fear of the unknown just death in itself was just scary to me and I didn't think about the fact that God got me or I'm supposed to have faith to know that he sent his son for me he sent his comforter for me even when Jesus went back up to be with the father like the comforter is supposed to be there for me his grace is sufficient all that stuff y'all was out the window now mind you like I said the last episode the disciples was on the boat going off when that storm was just going crazy now Jesus was there but they wasn't focusing on the fact that Jesus was there and that's enough they're like well Jesus this storm is going crazy like what is going on and Jesus is like well y'all I'm on here so nothing's gonna happen I'm paraphrasing but so I feel like a lot of times with me being brought up 
in the church you can become self-righteous and you focus on the do's and the don'ts and I definitely been that person at the point at one point just doing things out of you know just out of routine like in my teenage years into my 20s I would just go to church do what I had to do and just come on back not doing certain things not because I want to please the Lord, but doing, not doing certain things because I didn't want the consequences of repercussions. Like I don't want no problem. I want no smoke. So that's not going to hold me. You know what I'm saying? That can only hold, but for so long. And, you know, we forget that just because we're living for God, it doesn't mean things ain't going to happen. We just supposed to know that through whatever is going on, He's right here with us. And that's what faith is all about. So my faith was definitely checked last year. And I feel like God hasn't told me why the fear and anxiety has found its way into my space of my life last year. But I want to believe that God was trying to tell me that you wasn't who you thought you were in me. Yeah, you say you're a Christian, but are you really a believer? And I've been in church, I've been in church all my life. And I got this reality check last year. I'll keep it square a hundred with y'all. Like last year is when it clicked on me. And last year is when I'm like, I need to open up my heart. I need to just be honest and tell the Lord where I am. And in my church, they would encourage us to do something called get naked. Now, not literally, but spiritually being honest with God, talk to him, tell him how hard it is. Tell him how you don't feel like praying. Tell him how reading your word is like a chore. Telling him that you don't want to leave the dude alone. Tell him how you feel when he left. Tell him what you need him to do. Explain yourself. Tell him no form of fashion because sometimes we get caught up in the form and the fashion and sometimes there's different means of prayer you got to do you know prayer things supplication and all that but sometimes you just need to talk to them and just really just be blunt about it so that's kind of where I've been at being honest with him I am not perfect and I'm not using that as an excuse I'm now understanding that it's not about the do's and the don'ts It's about putting forth effort to be the best you can be. Not willingly just out here, just going off. You're going to make mistakes, but knowing how to come back and learning to be aware of what you're doing so you don't have to keep being a repeat offender, okay? Because the ways of a transgressor, come on now, is hard, which explains the tussle that I've been in for a while so just to wrap this up where I'm at now I'm trying to be more honest with God myself and people around me I am trying to try God and the funny thing is I just listened to someone snap and the person was encouraging us to try him to really try him to let go and let God and just try him and that's where I am I want to make room for God now mind you mornings is not a good time for me because I don't like waking up in the morning it's hard for me to wake up in the morning I'm grateful that I am waking up in the morning but it's hard for me to start my day like I it takes so much for me to get up 
And then by the time I get home and get settled at night, I'm too tired at night to pray. So it's like, you know, it's kind of hard. And I'm pretty sure that's out of laziness. It's something that I need to do. But at the same time, I can get on my phone. I could be on Snapchat, Instagram. I'm recording this podcast for 20 something minutes so far. So I can't put in that time. And days, I mean, time is flying. So it's like days go by. And before you know, you're at the end of the week. And I'm like, oh my God. And I might say a little something to him while I'm at work when I'm in the bathroom, but it's 24 hours in a day. Like, I'm just like, Quanta, you got to do better. Not to cross every T or dot every I, but because God's requiring more of me. I know that I'm a chosen person. I know that he made me to be a warrior. I know that he has a beautiful plan for my life, but I have to truly open up my whole heart and really just surrender what I think is important. Surrender what matters to me and just make more room and more space. And I tell God, you know, in my prayers, like, Lord, I know that you're coming back looking for a church without a spot or a wrinkle, but I am a filthy rag and I need you to clean me up. And I need you to help me to do my part. We ask God to do a lot of things, but we have to do our part. You know, God is a God that has to be sought after. I have to come after you. He's a gentleman. He is not going to force his stuff on you. Now, he might allow things to happen to draw you. He can draw you, but he's just not going to make you do something. You have to put in forth the effort. And that's in any relationship. You have to put forth the effort. You have to draw nine to God so he can draw nine to you. And that's where I'm currently at. Now, I ain't going to lie. It's hard because I can just be playing out lazy. But even this week, I want to pray more. I want to, you know, reread certain books of the Bible, starting with John, to really you know, get that in my spirit, just get back to the basics and just getting in a routine of just talking to God. When I wake up, yes, the first thing I say when I wake up is like, thank you, Jesus, for another day. Before I walk out the door, I'm like, Lord, grant me traveling mercy. But I know that that's not enough. And, you know, we used to joke me and my friends be like, you know what? I don't need a mansion. I just want to make it in. I'll sleep on the golden streets but no I want a crown I want him to be proud of me and I don't want this fear and anxiety y'all I don't want it and it you it's different when you know this is something you have to deal with no he did not give me this fear and anxiety it don't belong to me I don't want it I don't want it I want my faith to be secure and for sure I want to be a hundred percent fully persuaded that nothing should separate me from the love of God I want to be able to really be fully fulfilled and filled with his love and even more of his spirit so even when something does happen like you know I will be okay like I just want that fulfillment to be reassured you know and I hope that I'm making sense I hope that you know you guys can understand me and this is my way of letting my little light shine and you know just just being honest you know a lot of times you know with religion I definitely found myself you know being very self-righteous because I didn't do certain things because the bible said I couldn't do certain things I thought I was better than people that is not the move who am I who are you sis what are you doing you know, you kind of can get a little airish, you know, and look down on people. But 
you know, I can't look down on people like my family and because I have the same blood running through my veins that they do. I ain't no better than nobody else. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I definitely ask God to forgive me for walking around with that attitude. Like, I definitely had the Pharisees vibe. Like, just because you know the word, what that mean? What that mean? Because you know the word. Are you living it? That's the problem. I mean, that's the question, you know, and you know, there's a lot of law and do's and don'ts. And I was focusing on the do's and don'ts because I didn't want the consequences, but it didn't hold me. I did it out of routine. I did it just to do it. I didn't feel it. I didn't feel it like I once did as a child. I love going to church. I used to love giving God the praise. I look forward to that. And I'm trying to get back to that place as a child that I was, of course, with maturity to where my heart was open to the things of God that I took what he said and I ran with it and stay consistent with it, that I was able to stand up in the devil's face, whether they was in costume or not as a child and point my finger and let them know you can't touch me. You can't do nothing to me. I want to be able to do that in the spirit. You can't, I want to be able to break and bond and rebuke and tell the devil where to go and how to get there. Just be that bold so that's something that I need to pray about and be like Lord just give me that boldness and help me to be in a place where when I speak the devil will move because that's another thing too you know you got to be in place you got to have that authority in order to use it yes he said he gives us power but we got to be in a place to have that authority and we got to mean it and when I say that place you ain't got to be ordained sis I mean in a place where you're really walking in the authority that God has given you you know it's not like a place place like you gotta you know be perfect but I feel like you have to be a believer a true believer to be able to speak to that mountain let it go speak to that devil just like Jesus did whenever the devil gave him all them temptations he did up on that mountain he had a scripture for everything he said so yeah that's kind of honestly where I am I'm accepting that I can't go everywhere I can't do everything I can't watch everything I can't be around everybody I can't date certain people I just can't and I'm learning to be okay with that I honestly don't think that I'm missing out on anything I used to feel that way I feel like I used to feel like I'm missing out on love like I'm trying to live right I'm celibate and you know I'm waiting for my Boaz for example to come and it gets frustrating and I'll be honest with y'all I'm like I don't want to be 40 50 without no dude like Lord you made me to multiply you created me to be somebody's helpmate and I I mean you know so you know I found myself in that place but at the same time I felt like that God has given me the space of being single to get I've gotten to know myself y'all in so many ways I've gotten to know myself in ways that I probably would have never gotten to know myself had I been in a relationship and I feel like God is you know trying to do something but it's me and I just need to get out of his way and just let him do it so that's kind of like I know I said a lot but that's where I'm in being honest getting back to the basics making room for God, talking to God more, praying about all of my struggles, 
and you know letting him in so yeah and really quick guys what I found out or what has clicked to me is religion says you can't do certain things or you should do certain things spirituality and relationship with God tells you why which in my opinion holds way more substance it includes the religion part like the rules but it tells you why and I honestly believe that the more and more I look around and see different things there's certain reasons why the bible or the lord says sis you ain't supposed to do that you ain't supposed to be over there there's certain reasons why and with that i am truly truly grateful this little light of mine y'all i didn't let it shine on this podcast 31 minutes and 40 seconds later and that concludes today's episode i thank y'all so much for those of you who um chose to listen to me today just be sure to subscribe to my podcast on either apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, amazon music or podbean so you guys can catch up on any episodes that you have missed out on and you can be um you know notified when another episode drops again this is on cue with your host kwane i'ma see y'all again next week peace